a grizzly bear attack where the individual's in the hospital because he could not get his pepper spray out of his backpack before the bear attacked and got on him. That's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to turn my lights on. I forgot to do that. Get a little bit brighter. There we go. And I am sitting here with a Disney 100, the exhibition cup, because the exhibition will now be opening in Chicago, I just learned. So if you're a Disney fan, you like to know sort of the history of the 100 years of Disney, that exhibition will be opening up in Chicago in November. Chicago is actually where Walt Disney was born, so that's sort of special. And it will be opening on November 18th, which is Mickey Mouse's birthday. Steamboat Willie first was broadcast in New York on November 18th, back in 1928. So a few more years, we'll have Mickey Mouse's 100th birthday. This is the 100th anniversary of starting the Disney company. And that exhibition is pretty cool if you're a Disney fan and like the historical things about Disney. We visited it in Philadelphia when it was at the Franklin Institute. It's no longer in Philadelphia. The exhibit is closed, but it will be reopening in Chicago on November 18th. So Disney fans in that area, it's a pretty cool exhibit to check out. But now let's talk a little bit about that bear attack. When I was training with the Reflex Protect yesterday at the county, one of the people there in charge, Dave, is charge of safety for the county. He and I were talking, and he told me about this bear attack. And apparently the individual's pretty serious. He was flown down into a Salt Lake hospital, but he had pepper spray, but it was in the backpack where he couldn't get at it in time. And I have seen many people carrying self-defense tools the same way. You have a lady or a female often that they buy those little pepper sprays for self-defense, but they're the bottom of the purse or the bottom of the backpack where you have to dig around to find it. In an attack situation, when you need it, you won't have time to be digging around and looking for it. Just like that individual didn't have time to be digging through his backpack for the bear spray. You need to have your defensive tools accessible and ready to use. And that goes with firearms too. I like a 1911 model. And if you're not familiar with a handgun, a 1911, you carry it with a round in the chamber and the hammer back. You draw, you flip the safety, you fire. That bothers some people because the hammer is back. And some people say, well, no, you'll carry it with the hammer down. So you have to cock it back before you can fire. Some people even go as far as saying, don't have a round in the chamber. So you have to work the slide before you can operate that firearm. And that is ridiculous because in a life or death situation where deadly force is the only way that you're going to save your life, you don't often have time to be doing the slide or pulling the hammer back or any of those kind of things, especially with the adrenaline dump and losing the fine motor skills that go with that. You want any weapon that you are carrying, any tool that you are carrying for defending yourself to be accessible and ready to be used immediately. Now, does that mean you take the safeties off and such? No, I'm going to leave the safety on the 1911. But when you train with that and you practice, you practice drawing and 
putting the safety down and putting the gun into play. Bear spray has a safety. I'm not saying take that safety off and carry it around where the safety's not off, but I want it really accessible and I want you to have trained so you can operate it and use it if that bear is coming. Pepper spray, reflex protect, which I prefer over pepper spray. This one doesn't have a safety. You just have to be able to, when you pick it up, make sure you index where the your thumb goes in. You know, you pick it up this way and it's like, well, my thumb don't go in there because you're scared under stress. So that's why you need to train a little bit. So when you grab it and pull, you can go. So, and you carry it where it's accessible. You can, If you're going to carry it in a purse, you have it right where you can get it, not down in the bottom under stuff. A backpack, I'd carry it in an outside pocket or something attached where you can get it really quick. If you're carrying in a pocket, you carry it in a pocket where you can get it quick. I know security guys that carry it on a vest where they can get it really quick. That's the key. You have to be able to access it quickly. If you carry any tool for defense, accessibility when it's needed, being able to deploy it quickly when it's needed, which means you should have trained with it some, and just you know being familiar and accurate with your tools. You, you need to train with the tools that you are going to expect to use to defend yourself. Improvised weapons, that's a mindset, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't train that way sometimes. Sometimes we just train with, how would I use this as a weapon? And that gets our mind working and then actually practice with it. You know, use an improvised weapon in a training scenario. How would you do it? What would you do? When I used to do the Safari Land active shooter response training, we taught fire extinguishers as an improvised weapon. And we actually took the fire extinguishers out and let people spray Bob with them. Just so they, Because many people have never sprayed a fire extinguisher. So we made sure that they sprayed one. So they actually knew how do you do it? You know, you got to, you twist the thing. So the little plastic thing breaks off and then you pull the pin and then we show you hold the canister and you fire it this way. You don't use it like you're putting out a fire. You spray it. And if you've seen my videos, you know, you spray the person and you smash them in the face with it. So training with your tools, having the tools ready to be deployed and accessible so you can get them quickly to use them is paramount for being able to defend yourself with whatever tool or thing that you decide to defend yourself with. That's a universal principle. They, You have to know how to use it. You have to know how to use it quickly, and it has to be accessible. Dixon says, accessibility. That's why I like my hands and feet. And that is true too. And that's why when we train, we will sometimes train in certain positions. You know, you got the Jack Benny, right? You're talking to a guy that you're not a little worried about that, you know, that we call this the Jack Benny because he used to stand like this, but this is actually a defensive stance where I can go right into something if I have to, you know, uh, Nick Hughes, you know, he likes to teach us this one, especially when you're outside, you know, you're, you're talking to a guy that could get um, violent, you know, when you're on the door, you know, bouncing and stuff. So, you, you know, especially in a cooler weather, you know, keeping your hands warm, but right here we're, 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 we're ready. There's the wedge block. There's a there's a palm heel stopping something. So you're you're ready and your hands are up and your elbows are in. So even those kind of stances that we will use, the non-aggressive stances, put our tools where we can access them and use them the quickest. And I agree with Dixon that I do like training with hands and feet because you always have those available. But when you choose to use a tool, it better be accessible too. Mark says. Had a mall office employee carry some, carry some mace. 
the nozzle was twisted to some odd direction. I noticed it, corrected it, only to see it off kilter again a few days later. I let it go, as I can only do so much. Yes, unfortunately, people buy tools. They don't understand the tools. They don't train with the tools. They don't keep the tools in proper working order, and then they fail them when most needed. Hopefully, that mall office employee will never need that tool, and they're carrying it just to feel better. And there's some value in that. I mean, people feel better and a little bit more secure so they can go on with their life and enjoy it a little better. But it's a false sense of security if that tool is not ready to function properly, if they don't know how to use it and they can't access it. Then it's just a false security. But, you know, you do what you do. But for most people that are watching this, I don't want you to have a false sense of security. I want you to be actually secure and stay safe. First comes awareness and avoidance, but having a tool, whether it's Reflex Protect or some other tool, there's many on the market, all the way up to including a firearm, make sure it's in proper working order. You have trained with it, so you know how to use it, and it's accessible when you need it. And if you are a firearm owner, I would suggest having a less lethal as well, because if you don't have the medium range, it means you are going from bad words to lethal force. And not all circumstances require lethal force. So having a less than lethal option is prudent to have on you. So if you're carrying a firearm, you should also be carrying a less lethal option for different situations. And you should be trained on the use and when and when not to use both of them. Make sense? I hope so. But if it doesn't make sense, I want you to do some further investigation and learning on this and make sure that anything you have to keep yourself safe is actually going to do it. And that requires a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of training, making sure you keep it in good working order. Don't let that nozzle get twisted or, you know, backwards on you or whatever. And like the person that Mark saw. And make sure it's accessible when it's needed. It will do you absolutely no good if you can't get to it when you have to. So that was just a little safety tip, self-defense tip I wanted to share today after that conversation I had with Dave yesterday about that bear attack. And unfortunately, that happens way too often that people are caught unaware and the tools that they thought would keep them safe are not accessible or not working properly, or they haven't trained to be able to use them effectively. And we don't want any of that to happen to you because I want you to be safe and I want you to get out and enjoy life. I hope you have a fabulous Friday. Be sure to sign up for the newsletter if you haven't yet. That's at enjoylifesafely.com. And until tomorrow, make it fabulous.